Hi friends, this is Connie Alpers and I want to welcome you back to Equipped to Be, where I get to help you embrace and navigate the seasons of life so you can reach your personal family and parenting goals. We at Equipped to Be want you to understand how God has given you unique gifts, strengths, and talents so that you can live in all seasons with confidence and joy. Whether you're cooking dinner, holding laundry, or maybe just enjoying some time alone. I hope you enjoy this episode of Equipped to Be. Welcome to Equipped to Be. I'm your host, Connie Albers. I'm so glad you're with us. I have a question to ask you. If I were to say, tell me about your childhood. What were some of your best memories? I bet you could rattle off things like, we went hiking in the mountains, or we went on a vacation to Walt Disney World, or maybe you did some other really fun family activities together. Maybe you won some awards, and those are memories that are etched in your mind. Well, it's been fun for me as having adult children to listen to them talk about their childhood, the positive and the negative memories that they have from childhood. And as a matter of fact, we were actually talking, we were having dinner with a couple of our kids the other night, and we were talking about their childhood and they brought something up. And I had to say at that time, I said, you know, it's interesting from a child's perspective, you remember an event a certain way. And as an adult, the mother, I remember a very different scenario. And so we were laughing because I said, I'm not discounting your memories because you remember it that way. Therefore, it's it's real for you. And I said, but I have a different recollection. And so then the whole evening turned into a conversation about, well, I remember we just have a different view on those memories. And it got me thinking about we're starting off Our school year, things have been total chaos for most of Americans. And actually, I know many listeners are coming to us from around the world, and I know you're impacted too. I think pretty much everybody is impacted in some way uh, due to the disruption with um, certain things that have gone on in our culture, hurricanes, earthquakes, uh, viruses, uh, so much has happened. So it got me thinking. Let's have a conversation, shall we, about shaping memories and how we actually can go about that as adults and have a positive impact for our children's life. That's what we're going to dive into today, and I look forward to talking about this with you. So parents have often asked me about my family. We, like, uh, Like I was saying, we had dinner, and the kids will often share memories they have, and they're many times they're very different from what I remember. And, and the difference really is I knew more information about a situation than they did. You know, they're seeing it from their eyes, from their age, their maturity level. And it is real. Every bit of it is absolutely real. And then when I come alongside and I add additional information, I call that color and light. When I kind of fill in some of the surrounding details, it's interesting how they will, they'll have just moments of, oh, I didn't know that. Oh, now I get it. But I think it's important. Uh, many years ago, I read a book called The Power of Moments by Chip Heath and Dan Heath. When my kids were little, 
As you know, if you've read Parenting Beyond the Rules, I talk about how important it is that we teach our children to create a positive social footprint, that we shape defining moments, and that we create defining moments. And you know, the truth is, I that I was doing this long before this book came out, so I absolutely love this book. It affirmed much of what I, I guess I had a hunch about before. I just knew that memories are important. I knew most of my childhood memories are not ones that I wanted to remember. There, there's very few childhood memories for me that I, I like to think back on. Most of mine are definitely learning opportunities, things I, don't, I didn't want to continue in my adult life, things that I wanted to make sure my children never experienced in their childhood. In many ways, Tom and I really desired to change our family legacy. Now, when I was interviewing different folks for Parenting Beyond the Rules, and you know, I've worked with the college kids and high schoolers, oh my goodness, for 30 years now. And over the course of this time, I would take notes. We would host scores of high schoolers and college kids over the years, and they would all want to come. They'd always want to come to our home, a lot of times because other parents wouldn't want kids at their home because they break things and they're loud and they're messy. And a lot of parents do. We just happen to want to open our home up because we learned a lot. And I write about that in Parenting Beyond the Rules. You you learn about your kids, their friends, where maybe your own children are, where their kids' friends are, when you open the doors and invite them in. But it reminded me, as I was reflecting on this particular podcast, the importance of memories. And I listened to these kids talk about their lives in real time. And I've had the beautiful privilege of staying connected to a lot of these young people. Now they're in their late 20s, 30s. Most of many of them are married with kids or they're married and they're and they're um, pursuing their vocation. But now I'm able to ask them different questions and they still reflect on their childhood and they still bring up the same memories they shared in real time. So as I was reading, uh, the power of moments. Uh, I had always called uh, what we do as a mom and dad, even in our workplace, with our friends, with our colleagues, with our spouses. We have to create, or we get the opportunity to create defining moments. And, and what do I mean by that? Well, a defining moment is something that is intentional. We, you know, when you create something, a defining moment, that's a memorable moment, isn't it? It's a moment that you you seize upon. You seize perhaps your child being extremely kind, or maybe they're sharing something, and you recognize it, and you don't just tuck it away and don't say anything. No, you immediately, or at least some point in time within that day, you immediately go to them and say, you know, I noticed how you allowed your brother or sister to have half of your sandwich. Or I noticed that you helped your sister clean up her room when she had to get ready to go somewhere. Or I noticed how much empathy you have with other people when they're sharing their problems. Or I noticed this or that about you. I noticed that when I ask you to do something, you do it right away. You you don't put it off or ignore me. 
every time, every time you do that, you are creating a defining moment. You are writing and shaping their memories. You know, William Faulkner said, memory believes before remembering begins. Think about that for a minute. Memory believes before knowing remembers. So your kids are drawing off their memories. And as a couple of things we were very intentional about doing throughout our kids' childhood was doing things with other families. And every year, for many years, I think it was for at least five to seven or eight years, definitely throughout their teen years, we would get a group of families, eh, sometimes seven to nine families, and we would rent this um, place on the beach, and everybody would have their own unit, and it was right on the beach. And we did this once or twice a year. All the kids just had fun. They played in the, on the beach. They played basketball. They ran around. But they were with their friends, and we were with their friends' parents, and we were really doing life together. To this day, our kids still think back on those beach excursions. They, they weren't long. I mean, they were sometimes they were just a long weekend, a Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Sometimes they were a full week. But they remember those moments. And they remember them as they saw them. They don't remember all the work and effort that I had to put into making that happen. The food planning, the extra packing, the extra laundry. All the details that go into planning an event with, you know, seven families. It wasn't a vacation for me, but I knew what we were doing. And it, it just brings joy to my heart when my kids talk about those years and they, they think fondly on those. That's what we call shaping memories, creating defining moments. The other thing we used to do on a very regular basis is we would go camping. Now, uh, we didn't um, go far. We were literally about 30 minutes from our homes. Again, about seven families, sometimes more. We would rent campsites. Some would tent camp. Some would have, uh, you know, rent a little camper. Some had a campsite, and they'd go home to sleep and come back out just to hang out, build fires, do schmores. But we would do that usually in the spring and the fall. And the kids would just run around in nature and do what, you know, kids do, playing tag and going swimming and just enjoying friendship and cultivating friendship. And were there some shenanigans? Yes, there were. I mean, when you get a group of kids together, there's always going to be some drama. There's always going to be some, you know, adventure and risk takers and a few maybe skin knees here or there because they're playing kickball and somebody goes down. But they still think about those times. They, they don't think about the work and effort that went into making the camping list and making sure I had enough food and I could keep it cool because we did a lot of tent camping and that they had the right clothes or that I had to make sure we had the sleeping bags and all that goes into camping. If you've ever camped, you know when you go camping with seven people, that's a lot of stuff that you need. You know what my kids don't remember? They remember the year that it just downpoured and it rained so hard 
They remember that and they talk about what fun it was. What they don't remember is that I spent hours at the laundromat trying to wash and dry all their comforters and sheets and clothes because everything was like a river running through our campsite. They don't remember that. They don't remember how exhausted I was just trying to keep tabs on everybody. These weren't vacations for me or their dad, although it was a, we had a ton of fun. It was a lot of work, but we were creating defining moments. I'm going to ask you, what are you doing now? And if you're not doing anything in particular, what can you do? What special outings can you have? What special game nights can you do on a weekly basis? Maybe it's Friday night movie night with popcorn and maybe cheese and fruit. But here's the key to shaping memories that your child will tell one day to their friends at the dinner table when y'all are gathered together, and they'll even share them with your grandkids. You know, it's done a couple of things, and that is through traditions, rituals, and family tasks. See, we had a tradition of going to the beach and going camping. We had rituals within our family, things that we did on a on a regular basis. The kids just knew this is what we did and why we did it. And it it became normal. It was our normal. It was our rhythm and routine. And we had family tasks like doing yard work together. And because we live in Central Florida, uh, we would do, you know, hurricane cleanup parties uh, because we have had a good deal of hurricanes. Kids all knew. Invite your friends over. I'll supply the pizza because we have some land and there's always downed trees and that's uh, that's a mess. Now, it's nothing like what some areas encounter when they have a, a devastating hurricane. We've had our share of some where we've lost, uh, you know, 20-some trees that have to be cleaned out. But our family knew that we were going to do family tasks together. And whether that was cleaning the house together, doing the laundry together, doing yard work, washing the car, cleaning out the car, there's a myriad of things that you can do, but it's through traditions and rituals and family tasks. So as a parent, you can't guarantee what your child's going to remember. You just can't. But you can ensure the memories that they access the good ones, are meaningful and positive, that they're rich and vivid and, frankly, easy to think upon. And as a mom and a dad, as a parent, a guardian, you have that ability to create those defining moments, those memorable moments. See, memories serve as a transmitter of meaning. It could be conversations that you have, or you know those late night conversations when if you have older kids and younger kids, and if your children are grown, just kind of think back with me. When your kids were little, some of the children you would read to, others they would want you to lay down and talk to them, maybe scratch their back or brush their hair, just little, little things that were between you, little rituals 
nightly rituals. And maybe you even had morning rituals where everybody got up and they just kind of did what they did, what your family did as in the morning, and you kind of got your day going together. All of those, whether it's through following, you know, sections and and doing things on a repetitive basis, whether it's school traditions, public or private, or even homeschool, it, it really matters not, but because in education, there are rituals, there are traditions in, in all of those. And all of them help build and strengthen your relationship. See, these activities and learning that you do together, they're written in their heart and in their mind. When hard times come, when unfortunately bad things happen, those strong positive memories that you have been creating can lessen, can override, overshadow, uh, overpower the maybe some of the, the harder ones. At least it's a reservoir for your kids to draw on. And when you guide young people and help them shape those moments, you also have the opportunity to help them shape who they are, their identity, their place within your family. See, memories of tradition and rituals really will help your children discover who they are and what's important, what's good about the world, what's wonderful about your family. They focus on the positive, the positive interactions with others, with you. And when you are sitting around the table, maybe celebrating a birthday or some holiday, you're able to reflect on those things and your children can feel proud. They can feel strong because maybe there's some accomplishments that they worked really hard for that your family celebrated. You made a big deal about it. Basically a bank of positive memories. And they do, trust me, they do look back on those memories. Traditions are those repeated activities. Maybe it's a family project or it's a group of people like we did when we would go to the beach or to the mountains. We didn't do everything as a group with lots of other families because it was important to us that our kids have memories with just our family, with just their siblings. Because when you bring other families or even other friends into the equation, the dynamics change. There has to be a balance. When you're creating these memories that your kids are going to draw upon, there has to be a balance of the group activities and just the family activities where we learn to create traditions and rituals that are just just with you, just with your family. But I do tell you, it's a conscious choice that you have to make. See, they're repeated. Traditions are just repeated. I didn't have a lot of traditions growing up. My husband did. The, his, his family had a lot of traditions, and actually our family adopted several of them that we still do today. Our kids love it. They still want us to do them, even though they are well beyond childhood. And But it's something that's ingrained in who our family is. 
and what we represent. And if you don't have any kind of traditions, then start them. You can invent your own. There's lots of places to gather ideas. And you know, rituals are pretty much the same as traditions, but they involve using ordinary objects, repeated actions. And you just consciously, intentionally enhance and create deeper shared meaning. Most notably, you know, rituals are used maybe in religious celebrations, like when your children reach a certain age or when your children have memorized certain portions of the Bible or let's say they reach an age and it's like a coming of age. Maybe it's taking communion, lighting a menorah, or praying at sunset. Like traditions, rituals can be created to enhance positive meaning in the lives of family. And isn't that a wonderful opportunity that we have to create those strong memories that our kids will hold on to and they'll share with your grandkids one day? You know, I really didn't know or what, you know, I was kind of hoping, but you never really know because we did have a lot of trials and you do too, because in this life there are trials, there are hardships. We are all stretched. Some of your kids aren't going to remember those traditions as fondly as others. Some kids are going to feel like you forced them and you made them do this, and they might not grow up and tell you how wonderful they were. But you have an opportunity to craft those memories, to shape them, to tell the story and repeat the story by the tradition, by the rituals, to make them something that your children do want to reflect on that's positive. Some of you have summer traditions of uh, vacations that you do or staycations that you do or sleepovers that you have or you allow to have. Don't think that those are forgotten. Every time you do something, you're writing on your child's heart. Every time. And they draw upon those stories. They serve as like access points in discovering who your child is and, and where they fit within your family. They're rich. They're memorable. And we want to make them good memories. Even the rough ones. I remember doing a segment. I do a lot of media work and guest podcasting and some media uh, on air. And I remember one of the sections where we were talking about um, my segment was how can parents, you know, steady the course with all the back and forth and upheaval that kids that are dealing with openings and closures and disruption of education, what can parents do? And one of the comments was, well, should parents stand over their kid's shoulder? And I said, no, we have to reframe that. It's not standing over our kid's shoulder. We're not this overlord who's dictating what these memories are going to be. No, we come alongside. It's a beautiful crafting of story. It's a beautiful way to help your child see you helping them navigate 
You're helping them craft the story so that when they do look back on this series, they're going to remember, yeah, you know, my friends would talk about how bad everything was, but it really wasn't that bad in my house. We had a great time. Take pictures. Pictures are a great way to reinforce childhood memories. Now, my kids always used to talk about how much I used to take pictures. Sometimes it was like, oh, mom, and how many of you, if you're really honest, how many of you try to do those Christmas pictures or those Easter pictures when everybody is all together and, you know, it takes you at least 50 pictures to get one where everybody is somewhat smiling, but inevitably somebody is going to have a frown or they're going to have their eyes closed or they're just, they don't want to be in that picture, frankly. Yeah, I've got those too. You know what? 20 years later, 15 years later, I look back on those and they tell me exactly where that child was in their developmental season of growing up. And oftentimes they'll look and they'll say, that's a terrible picture. I'm like, yeah, you're the one who wouldn't smile. Even that becomes a memory. Pictures are a great way to reinforce those events that you do that you really want your children to glean from, you want your children to come back to. Start those family memories. Start those traditions and rituals at an early age. But if your kids are older, I know many of you have teens and adult children, start today. Start with whatever next event is coming, whether that's say, hey, we all love this fame, this particular restaurant. And so once a month, we're all going to meet up there. Whoever can come, can come. Start today. And if you need to change some of your traditions or rituals because maybe life changed, maybe there's an empty seat at the table, go ahead and change. That's okay. Start new traditions. Start new rituals. And the last, of course, was family tasks. One of the best ways to prepare your young children for their ability to discover is by assigning family tasks. It could be somebody bumps the load of laundry, somebody cleans the baseboard, somebody has to wipe down the refrigerator or sweep the floor or vacuum the floor, whatever tasks your family does. And maybe you have a housekeeper and those tasks are done and performed by others, but cleaning up their room or putting their clothes away. Those are tasks. Or maybe when you do go on a special occasion, like we would go to the beach or we would go camping, all of my kids had a task. Each child was responsible for certain aspects. Some were required to help unload the car. Some were required to help set up the tents. Some were required. And, and there was just those those tasks that they just knew, okay, this is what I have to do in order for all of us to have a good time. Maybe it's doing the dishes or cleaning together. All of those they look back on. I remember my son one day after he had moved out. This was my oldest child. After he had moved out, I was in his bedroom cleaning the baseboards. I, I've shared this story before when I'm speaking, but I was in his bedroom just bawling because it was the right thing. It was time. My, he was moving out. He had bought a house. He was moving out. Now, my kids were all like, Casting lots, who gets his bedroom? I was scrubbing the baseboard on my hands and knees, just sobbing, because I knew the end of something was coming. 
and it was coming that day, and that the dynamics would be forever changed. And I remember as I was cleaning the baseboards, it reminded me one day when we were talking uh, as a family, we, we get together for pretty much everybody's birthday, maybe not on that day now that they're all grown, but we still, birthdays are a big deal. Do I do balloons and all that? No, we don't, but we all gather together. And it's different with each child. But I remember we were talking about childhood memories, and my son said to me, this is the oldest one that was moved out, and I was cleaning the baseboards. And he said, yeah, I remember mom giving us a toothbrush and a glass of warm water, and we would have to scrub the baseboards. And I had to just die laughing because that's exactly what I was doing. When I was cleaning his baseboard, instead of just taking a cloth and wiping it, we would, we would literally get a little toothbrush because that works better on baseboards. There's, there's probably other things, and you may have some great ideas. But we all had to clean that because that was part of being a good steward of what God gave us, which was the home that we lived in. And we wanted it to be clean. It didn't have to be perfect, but it needed to be clean and dusted. And it is funny that that's, what, that's one of his childhood memories. That was a repetitive task that we did as a family. And they think about that. That's not the only thing. They remember when we would go out and we'd pick up limbs from the uh, yard. Someone would drive the little mower with a little trailer at the back, and some would pick up the sticks and throw them in the back of the trailer, and others would drive the trailer, and others would meet them at the road where they had to dump the debris that we had picked up. Boy, we had such, such fun funny memories of shenanigans. Somebody somebody had to be a cut-up. Somebody had to do something that, you know, got everybody laughing or got everybody's attention. You'll have that too. And if that happens, it's okay. See, our goal in parenting is when they move out, when we turn the tassel, they look back on their childhood The good, the bad, and the ugly. Childhood is difficult. Growing up is hard. Parenting is hard. But the beauty is you get to help create defining moments when you pay attention and when you're attentional. You basically get to help write the stories that they bring up when they're thinking back, when they're reflecting. And just think about, if your child is 15 and you have five years and they're going to be 20, what do you want them to remember about their childhood? And if they're five, they're going to be 10. And if they're a baby, they're going to be five. And I want to encourage you now, right now, today, where you are, be intentional about creating defining moments that they will one day share and reflect on. And instead of thinking about all the bad, all the hard, and all the difficult situations they had to overcome, they'll think about the family activities, the traditions, the rituals, the family tasks that you did together. And that's a beautiful picture, and it's a great way for you to think as you're entering in a new year, a new new school year, lots of opportunities, so don't miss those. I do hope that this 
was an encouraging podcast for you, no matter where you are in your season, and this can be applied to all areas of life, it's still the same principles of tradition and rituals and tasks that we do with others on a continual basis. I, I just want you to, to think about this, and, and thank you for joining us every week as we talk about how you are equipped to be. You are equipped to create these defining moments to create these memorable moments that your children will always consider and reflect on. So thanks for joining me for this edition of Equipped to Be. Well, that wraps up this episode of Equipped to Be. If you enjoyed this show, please share it with a friend or family member and hit subscribe so you don't miss a show. And thank you again for joining me. Remember that we are equipped for every season of life.